say once again, welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Talk. And thank you once again to the affiliates. Those from near and far. Those known and unknown. NIE Radio out of New Jersey. The Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com out of South Florida. Big up to those on Facebook Live. Remember, it's only a segment, so I'll share it with everybody. Your friends, your enemies, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends. On Real Talk. Or as a big up to those on PEMGTV.com. And of course, those right here at the home of the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew, KevinStew.com, where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. Much love and welcome to you. Hey, Ebony, how you doing? Want to say a special thank you to my segment sponsor, Paul Z Media Group. When being in the moment, it's priceless. They provide innovative streaming and recording solutions. Go ahead and give them a call. 754-999-6020. Find out how they can hook you up with what you see right here on kevinstew.com. Yeah, man. Anything that you want to stream. A wedding, a funeral, a church service, a seminar. If you have online school. You're an instructor. You want to call them and see what I can do for you to hook you up with the channel. Tell them DJ Kevin Stew sent you. 754-999-6020. Yeah, could it be just you and me with so much potential? Sound of voice, it's called potential. And uh, tonight, as as voice goes out, <laughs> I'm not saying that the voice went out, but uh, the artist by the name of voice goes out. We look at tonight's topic as existing versus thriving, and it, it was real cool that I could find this tune by voice called Potential because I guess you could look at the difference between the two as just that Potential you have the potential to thrive but you're choosing to exist or you decided to just exist and sometimes our life in our life, we get thrown these curveballs that make us think about what we've been doing all along and rethink 
what it is that we're going to do. So, according to psychology today, life is very similar to that of a diamond. It's hard and it's beautiful. And, well, a diamond that you, you, you just mind is not as beautiful as one that is cut and polished those are your really rough diamonds yeah your diamonds in the rough but you get it cut you get it polished and it's it's a beautiful beautiful gem life is like that sometimes you have to cut off pieces and polish up what is left and it ends up being this beautiful thing but doing that can be hard at times many of us are experiencing the hardness of life quite acutely and it shows up in the form of stress in the form of dread and and fatigue and much of our success in navigating these difficult times depend on our mental health and oftentimes people may visualize mental health as a place one arrives at or uh, a treasure that one might possess but mental health is neither a destination nor is it a property it's something that you do. The practice of proper mind management. Psychology Today says your mind is a lot like a car. Both churn with energy. Both can take you places. Both can veer off course to devastating effect. Most important, the usefulness of both will depend in large part on how you handle them. Good driving is a process of constant adaptation characterized by high responsivity, sorry, responsivity and requiring a myriad of specific skills. How to take a turn, merge into traffic, change lanes safely. And likewise, sound mental health is a process of constant adaptation characterized by psychological flexibility the ability to recognize and adjust your mindset and behavior to various situations so as to not callously hurt yourself or others and so to so that you may continue to represent your values and pursue worthy goals in the face of distractions and obstacles a little bit of a challenge sometimes but doable. Like driving, the process of mental health requires its own set of specific skills. And the skills in question are those that let us manage the products of the mind, our thoughts, our emotions, our, and, and our behavior. Psychological science provides some useful instructions for that purpose. They say to think accurately. Now, what does that think accurately? What does that mean? 
what whatever could they be talking about? Numbers to call, numbers to text to get you in touch, numbers to to par- participate. 773-789-STU. 773-789-7839. One more time for you. 773-789-7839. Those of you watching on kevinstew.com, PEMG TV, and, and Facebook Live, you see it scrolling across the bottom of your screen right there. 773-789-STU. Easy way to remember it. Um, of course, you can. You are invited to use a link that is pinned on Facebook. Those of you who are tuned in on Facebook Live, to go to kevinstew.com. It's really easy. Kevin Stew, S-T-E-W, dot com. And jump into the stew pot. It's what others call a chat room, but because we're fancy on kevinstew.com. We call it the stew pot. It's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. So come on in. You don't have to give your name. You can remain anonymous. Put your comments. Give your feedback. But I do encourage you to, to, to call and share with me what you're thinking. Now, lying in bed at night, let's say you hear a sudden thud coming from another section of the house. What do you feel? What do you do? Your subsequent emotion and action will depend on what you tell yourself. Your interpretation of what the noise means. If you think uh, this is just a bird hitting the roof or a window or the, the, because of the, the time of day, the, the house either contracting or expanding as as the case may be because of the materials that make up the house, whatever the story is. You might tell yourself it's something simple. Roll over, go back to sleep, quite unbothered. But if you're thinking, wait, someone is trying to get in. There's a burglar. That will get your heart racing. And have you reaching for your phone or your gun if you have one or two. Depending on how you feel about it, you know. Cognitive psychology research over the past few decades has shown that our thoughts, beliefs and subjective interpretations, they give rise to our emotions and behavior. Thinking in other words, is important for our emotional state. One often repeated axiom of advice is that you should therefore strive to think positively. Positive thinking gets good press, and in, in, in proper doses, it can be useful. Optimism, as the work of psychologist uh, Martin Seligman and others has shown, can help us to endure periods of hardship, bolster a sense of hope, and improve mood. We always want that optimism, because it it really helps. But alas, positivity. Mm. While differing in content is similar in process to negativity, both are biases. And both obscure and distort the truth. Basing a response on anything other than the truth carries grave risks. If you're falling, 
there is no use telling yourself that you've learned how to fly. <laughs> Unless you have suddenly grown wings and know how to use them. Decisions guided by truth and facts are more likely to, be, to prove successful. Sound mental health is served best by accurate thinking. Thoughts, well, they're like viruses. Letting the wrong one into your system can cause harm. So, bad thoughts, like racism. These have caused more damage than bad viruses. And they're harder to eradicate. Accurate thinking amounts to an informal application of the scientific method, which is a process of referring between competing truth claims based on evidence. To develop accurate thinking skills, we must first appreciate that our brain's operations rely on two central processes. Control and automatic. Control processes are slow, effortful, and highly vulnerable to disruption. They demand concentration and full attention. Automatic processes are fast, robust against disruption, and do not require attention or concentration in order to operate successfully. Learning how to drive a car, this is a control process. It's effortful. It's demanding. But 10 years later, your driving has shifted to automatic. It's effortless and requiring no concentration. Such autonomous operations have an important evolutionary role. They free up energy and allow conscious attention, a limited resource to focus on what is new. That allows us to keep up with the ever-dynamic conditions of reality. The better, to, better way to survive and thrive. So, here we are, going through our daily lives, and something comes along and changes our routine. Let's take last year, for example, 2020. We're going through and... We're doing what we normally do. We get out of the Christmas break and we're figuring out how to rebuild our bank accounts. Only to be hit with quarantines and job closures. How do we survive? Now, we can't hang out with our friends. We can't um, go and 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 take our our children to amusement parks and such hey ingrid how you doing it's been a minute um <laughs> you're thriving through god's grace excellent we every a, a, a lot of things have just changed and because of that change there are a lot of people that had and had started going through really stressful situations it brought on a lot of stress for some because here comes this change here comes this thing in in our midst that disrupts our regular flow now we have to be focused the automatic process is now out the window and we have to 
go to control. It's effortful. It's demanding. Habits are automatic processes operating outside of awareness. The fact, this fact has two main implications. First, you cannot describe something well if you are not aware of it. The more automatic a process becomes, the less information is available to us about how it works. One reason great players are not often great coaches is just that. They're playing what they do over and over has become automated. They no longer have clear conscious knowledge of how they do what they do. And you cannot change what you're not aware of. A habit in motion tends to stay in motion. It's like energy. <laughs> and our, um, the laws of motion, an object in motion will stay in motion until an equal or opposite force is applied to it. That, that's how it goes, right? Where are my, my physics heads at? So, throughout our life, we require thought habits, automatic ways of thinking about the world and ourselves. Functional thought habits like good eating, sleeping, and driving habits, these help us operate efficiently and safely. However, distorted thought habits like poor eating, poor sleeping, and poor driving habits will over time result in psychological pain and maladjustment. Well, in sometimes it will result in physical pain and insurance adjustment. As an example, you developed a thought habit of believing that anything short of perfection is failure. Then what happens is you're bound to judge yourself a failure quite often, thus experiencing psychic pain. Your actual problem is not imperfection, which is merely a condition of all humanity. Unless maybe, I don't know, outside of, they say Beyonce. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. But <laughs> the distorted automatic belief that perfection is the only form of success is real. Now, distorted thinking habits are not usually adopted randomly or through some mind abnormality. But because they served a useful purpose at the time of their adoption. For example, after years of driving your, to, to, to your job, you don't need to really pay attention to where you're turning and the the way the road is. It's automated. It's automized. So, you get to allow your thoughts to wander quite freely during your commute. And that's fine. You know, it's an adaptive habit. You're doing the same thing over and over. But, let's toss a little bit of a curveball. Let's put a little fly in the ointment. If your office 
were to change location. So your office suddenly moved and it's in a new location and it is across the opposite side of the city. How then do you function? This automized habit now becomes something that you have to focus on. You need to exert effort. You need to pay attention. You now have switched to your control process because you have to learn a new way to get to work. Now, while at work, you're going to be doing the same things you did at the other place. And that's fine. But in order to get there, that's where the struggle lies. Sound mind maintenance likewise requires identification and change of outdated and ineffective thinking habits. And doing this takes several steps. First, you need to be, be aware of your thinking habits. In other words, you need to think about your thinking in order to detect recurring patterns. You need to be present and aware. You can do this by asking yourself questions like, what am I telling myself right now? Or what thoughts come up for me in these kinds of situations? The second step is to realize that your initial thoughts is a given, in a given situation are just old habits at work rather than truth revealed. Thoughts in general are not world events, but they are mind events. They are not facts. They are hypotheses. Conjectures about what may or may not be. As such, you can observe them dispassionately um, and, 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 and with curiosity and choose whether to engage or let them just drift by like clouds in the sky. And such detached awareness may sometimes in itself neutralize the corrosive efforts of troubling thoughts. Becoming aware of a distorted thinking habit also allows you to change it. Awareness alone, however, is not quite enough. Realizing a place exists doesn't automatically get you there. You need not only to know why a habit arose, but to replace it. And you'll need to challenge and engage actively with the old thought habit in order to do so. You'll want to first generate several alternative thoughts in order to change that habit. Ask yourself, what else may be going on? What else might happen? What else can I tell myself at this point in time? Then evaluate the different thoughts based on evidence. Asking yourself, which of these thoughts would I bet my life on? Well, if I had to anyway. And this may encourage your evidence search. And finally, choose the thought that is supported by the best evidence. Then repeat that thought to yourself and act from it. Accurate thinking, quite like buying glasses, you don't have to, you don't just go and grab onto the first pair of glasses you see. You check it out. You try on a couple of pairs. 
um, you pick several viable candidates and you compare them based on on an assortment of criteria. The evidence, the fit, the price, the style, the brand, all these things come into play and then you choose of that list what is appropriate for you. Just like you do with choosing eyewear, you do the same thing with your thoughts. It's best to inspect and evaluate the merchandise before making a purchase, before you you dive all in to that thought. You think about the thought. Again, it's all about being present. It's all about being aware. So now you have to be thinking, boy, what are my thoughts saying to me at this point in time? Are these these thoughts as a result of automation or control? Is this just what I always think whenever I'm in a situation like this? Or am I really applying some thought to this situation? And then you take it from there. You, 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 you choose your best option. And then you develop on that. And if your best option, you realize, is not what you always have done, then you're going to start changing a thought pattern. Well, this is kind of how we effect some change now, isn't it? We're 28 minutes to the top of the hour. What we're going to do is take a quick little break. And we're also going to say sayonara to those on Facebook Live. But use the link that's pinned in in the comments. Come on over to kevinstew.com. Be active in the stew pot. Give us a call, 773-789-STEW, 773-789-7839. And uh, chat with me, share with me. Give me your thoughts on how you are thriving versus how you're existing. Goody, you, 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 you mentioned that you're thriving through God's grace. Okay? What is your process in doing so? What are you doing to ensure that you are thriving? How are you going about doing that? Let me know. 773-789-STEW. 773-789-7839. Or just jump on over to kevinstew.com. Jump into the stew pot and put your comment there. We'll be right back after these few messages. Thank you again to Paul C Media Group for sponsoring this first segment of the broadcast. We'll be right back. Pulsey Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us, 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one, get one free, or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music. 
or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulse Media Group. It takes an entire village to raise a child. Hello, I'm Paul Campbell, here to talk about Palace. Peace and Love Academic Scholarship. This nonprofit group supports students facing serious obstacles from entering or continuing their studies, not because the grades are failing, but due to the lack of financial support. Over the past eight years, Palace has awarded 600 scholarships valued at approximately 50.3 million Jamaican dollars or 415,000 US dollars. Together, we must build a better future for our children. Please visit www.palace1.org and make your donation to brighten the future of a deserving child. Palace Preserving young minds for posterity. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history... I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In biology, in English, I learned that I make I people that sick. And, and at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I, I smell. A loser. In chemistry, I learned that no one in likes biology, me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today. The only thing I didn't learn today. The only thing I didn't learn is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Yes, my people. Check out I Red Funks on Reggae Global Radio every Saturday at 8 p.m. with Kev Stew, where I'll give you a pre life. Brand new. Good for you. Kick away like a ball if it was your dance song. You hear that? It's Christine representing for DJ Kevin. You see me, I say, I don't know the boss. You see me, I say, DJ Kevin's two and a night shift ready to show you how it at the thing, turn up the thing loud. Whoa, DJ Kevin's two at the heart of a champion. Never underestimate, just choose him. The silver line behind the dark clouds. DJ Kevin's two believe in and that's no doubt. Sell out the night shift ready to show you, Christine. This is a heart to talk. Loud. We're gonna take a praise break right now. He's worthy. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you back to the broadcast. 
the background the sound of Miss Jenny Hibbert, eldest daughter of the late Toots Hibbert. That's the title of the track right there, Hallelujah. Yeah, you hear the 5446 in there. You hear the bomb bomb in there. Then Genevieve was uh, the secret ingredient of the Saturday stew a few weeks ago. You can check that out on the podcast, the Saturday stew, the secret ingredient. If you go to kevinstew.com, you can find a link to that also. Welcome you all back from the break and say thank you to my segment sponsor for this segment. Thank you, Althea, and your healing heavenly hands. Althea issues a licensed massage therapist that comes to you, operating out of Broad County, North Miami Dade, and South Palm Beach counties. Give her a call, 954-655-9000, and she'll show up with her table, her oils, and of course her healing heavenly hands, and, oh, and over 20 years experience. She doesn't ask you much. Well, she asks you questions, but she doesn't ask for much. Outside of paying her, she only asks that you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. And believe me, you will fall asleep. Speaking from experience. Thank you very much, Althea. If you're just tuning in, just joining us, whether you're on TuneIn Radio on the Night Shift of DJ Kevin Stew or any of the affiliate stations. NIE Radio, Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com, PEMGTV.com, or you're right here at home of the night of the DJ Kevin Stew, KevinStew.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment right here. The zone of Geneve Hibbert track called hallelujah so tonight if you're just tuning in we're looking at existing versus thriving and uh, you you might ask boy you know uh, how do you do one differently from the other well and you existing you just really just you know surviving you're going through the motions when you're thriving you're putting in some work and we looked at the adjusting our thoughts as as one of the first areas of thriving versus just existing. Our emotions also play a role. And they have a great influence on our lives. 
you know the they they add some color and some flavor but it is always important to remember that pretty much like thoughts emotions are mind events and not world events which means we have a lot of say in regulating them science has yet to fully decipher the nature structure and origins of emotional experiences according to psychology today what we must what we what we do know is that pragmatically emotions constitute a type of data that is often useful in navigating the world a measure of emotional arousal helps us to learn new things and remember important events a baby's cry of distress effectively summons a caregiver's attention fear keeps you off the dangerous edge of the cliff that happy feeling that happy emotion that you you experience when you see someone we equate that to either to, to some form of affection so emotions add that little bit of color that that flair that certain little edge now psychological research from david barlow and others has shown that mental distress often emerges from not from emotional experience itself but from errors in emotion regulation that is mistakes in handling the data the first such common error is that of denial whereby emotions are resisted disallowed or avoided and this happens when you tell yourself you're not allowed to feel what you're feeling feeling the jitters before a big presentation you admonish yourself to not get anxious the impulse to deny emotions particularly negative ones is understandable negative emotions tend to not be a whole lot of fun and we often associate them with negative events and outcomes that we wish to avoid or forget in fact research from george valiant and others have shown that a measure of conscious emotion suppression choosing not to engage to or to talk about distressing feelings is often useful it's healthy it's it's a good coping mechanism to have or to employ and such suppression however entails awareness acceptance and a lack of fear in the face of that emotion denial on the other hand denotes a, a fearful unwillingness to feel attempts at denial are ineffective and this is for several reasons first one law of our internal architecture is that whatever you tell yourself you are not allowed to feel or think you are already feeling and thinking pushing against emotion then is quite futile and is as is also ill-advised it is quite similar to swimming against a riptide you're gonna lose moreover 
designating a certain emotion as forbidden, intolerable, or dangerous can make you hyper-vigilant about the very emotion you're trying to deny. Constant vigilance about an impending negative experience becomes a negative experience in and of itself. And, and, and finally, habits of denying negative emotions may over time morph into experiential avoidance. So, uh, it's, a, it's a general tendency to avoid difficult internal experiences. Research from Stephen Hayes has, and others has, has identified experiential avoidance as an underlying factor in much psychopathy. Sorry, psychopathology for several reasons. Life is an obstacle course, even in the best of times. Keeping one's bearings and achieving meaningful goals involve a willingness to face and overcome adversity. In your only response, if your only response to difficulty is to back off, you'll end up retreating from it from life itself. Inability to tolerate difficult emotion impoverishes your mental life. You need these difficult situations to come up. You need to feel these difficult emotions. Avoidance is, is, is appealing because it brings a quick relief. The human brain is biased towards favoring short-term calculations and immediate gratifications. Rewards that are placed within our reach loom larger than faraway consequences. The bucket of fat-drenched french fries is all the more enticing for being right there in front of you, while the looming heart attack is years in the future, dimly sketched in the mind. And with that, you reach for the fries. Life was once precarious. Strictly a short-term proposition. Privileging immediate rewards was adaptive. Our lives now, with any luck, are long-term and require long-term strategies. Holding your breath works to keep you alive underwater in the short term. It's not a long-term solution. Not when you're thinking about submersion, anyway. The habit of avoidance is a short-term solution. Over the long period, it becomes maladaptive. Avoidance teaches you nothing but how to evade more and therefore tends to metastasize with time. The more you avoid, the less competent, knowledgeable, and confident you become and the less of life you can fully experience. I, touching on avoidance for a quick second with a, a personal experience, 
I missed out on an opportunity because I avoided being in that particular place at a particular time each time and I'm pretty sure if you think about it those that are are, are listening to me right now or watching me you've had many of those situations yourself here's the thing there will be more and unless you change your habits you'll do the same thing and you just may end up missing out but definitely what you will lose out on is becoming more knowledgeable becoming more competent becoming more confident so let's move away from this avoidance another common mistake in handling emotions would be emotional obedience we assume our emotions represent the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and as a result we they 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 must drive our actions so if you're scared you must run and if you're angry you must fight but is that really the case such emotionally driven driven behaviors are problematic because research has shown and and self-reflection will probably confirm it also research has shown that our emotions often provide distorted partial and biased information a roller coaster ride may provide genuine terror but it presents no real danger short of badly messed up here for those that have here like that and things <laughs> um <laughs> maybe it may bring up our food if we just ate before going on the roller coaster but outside of that you know <laughs> it's pretty safe when was the last time you heard of a roller coaster incident things we fear more like airplanes and strangers are often safer than things we fear less like cars and family members your drunken insistence that you feel fine to drive is another case in point for those who tend to drink and then go drive even when they tell a true story our emotions rarely capture the whole of it how you feel about buying a house is important but far from the only consideration in finding that abode budget family size neighborhood market conditions and available alternatives these things play into into factor factor into making the decision also and should very much do so to properly reg regulate emotional data we must refrain from either denying or obeying emotions instead there's a simple two-step process the first step is acceptance emotions are in a sense internal weather and it is advisable to accept the truth as a fact and our emotions as we do the weathers if you're anxious or sad your best first move is to acknowledge and accept what you feel i am human 
Humans have emotions. The emotion is part of my experience right now, at this very moment. Acceptance confers belief, or sorry, benefits. It is a form of facing facts, like describing a difficult event in honest detail. Doing so may be hard, but it manifests your courage and builds your strength. In accepting your emotions, you are also accepting the truth of your situation, a base from which to fashion a successful response. Accepting emotion also negates the exhausting and futile effort involved in denial and affords you the opportunity to examine and get to know a part of your experience. Knowledge is power. Self-knowledge is self-powering. Finally, accepting a negative emotion lessens its destructive potential. Caught in a riptide, your best move is not to resist but to let the current take you out to sea. Soon the current will weaken and disperse and you'll be able to swim around it and back to shore. Acceptance does not imply blind emotional obedience. Instead, the next step in proper emotion management is to decide what to do with the emotion data. Once you acknowledge that it is raining, it's up to you to decide to act or, well, <laughs> it will advise you on how to act. So, do you get a poncho? Do you get an umbrella? Do you run as quickly as you can? Or do you stay put? Well, you had to acknowledge that the event was happening before you can make those decisions. So now you're having a, an informed or making an informed decision. Emotions tend to be good consultants but lousy executives. I love these analogies. If we are well advised to consider their input but ill advised to let them take charge, your emotions, in other words, should work for you, not the other way around. And luckily, emotional data are but one of multiple uses, useful data sources to consult before deciding on a course of action. Your best move is to seek diverse consults from sources other than emotion before making important behavioral decisions. And such, such sources include your goals, your values, your experience, logic, knowledge of self and world. Having entertained the varied inputs, you can then make a well-considered, rather than an emotionally driven, executive decision about your most sensible path forward. Consider, as an example, you're driving to a wedding when another driver cut, cuts you off dangerously. Your anger flares, advising you to chase the driver down and retaliate. Your first correct move is to acknowledge your rage 
and its advice. Next, you want to call up your consultants. What is the goal of this trip? What values are important for you to represent by your conduct? What are the odds for a productive highway confrontation? Then, you make an executive decision about your best course of action. Odds are, you'll recognize the folly of letting a stranger hijack this very important day. That you will choose to honor your values. It might be non-violence. And then politely decline your anger's voice and continue along your way. Your anger will have long dissipated by the time your vow your 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 wowing your inebriated wedding party with your fancy footwork on the dance floor. In other words <laughs> you won't even remember that it happened by the time you're enjoying the wedding. So Think about the emotion that you're feeling when a situation arises and ask yourself, what good will this emotion serve? When your child has done something and it upsets you and you feel anger, is that the useful tool for that situation do you need to you, you, well you probably want to take that and process it for a moment before you react because you react your reaction could one drive that child drive a wedge between you and your child or two teach your child something that would last throughout the rest of their life and into their adulthood and their parenthood as long as you just from thinking about that initial thought it sounds weird right you have to think about your thoughts well that thought and that emotion remember they are mind events, not world events. And it is from those mind events that world events come. Are you going to be just existing? Or are you going to be thriving? We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to look at behavior. So we looked at Emotions, we looked at thoughts. Now we're going to look at behavior as we strive to thrive versus just exist. We'll be right back after these few messages. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse E-Media Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, 
graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Most e-media group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse E-Media Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, the Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise. Greetings and salutations. This is DJ Kevin Stew inviting you to bubble up and simmer down with me in the Saturday Stew right here on Reggae Global Radio. Get ready for the special segment called The Secret Ingredient, where you may hear from your favorite artist or producer. Saturday Stew happens every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time exclusively on ReggaeGlobalRadio.com, where we get high on reggae. Hi, this is Caramanti, and you're listening to DJ Kevin Stew, and this is The Night Shift. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the broadcast. The sound of Crescenti in the background. The track is called Joy. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsor, Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global acts as your booking agents, handle your tour management covers your video design, your graphic design, your publishing, trademarks, business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and much more. Get them a call, 954-804-8199. That's 954-804-8199. Or check them out online, reggaeglobalentertainment.com. 
Tell them DJ Kevin Stew sent you. Track is called Joy. Artist goes by the name Crescenti. So that brings us to the section of on behavior. As we look to thrive versus exist. And when it comes to domi- to, to, to behavior, the domain, this is the domain where thoughts and emotions manifest consequ- consequentially. So this is where everything merges. And huh, I think... It can be quite the challenging place to be where now you have to act. Now you have to put your thoughts and your emotions together and and come up with a behavior. The golden rule of healthy behavior management is challenges exist. To be overcome, they must be met. Enduring short-term discomfort is a necessary passport to long-term health and adaptation. Those who cannot tolerate acute temporary discomfort now condemn themselves to chronic suffering later. Now, of course, avoidant behavior is sometimes warranted, even necessary. It is best to dodge rather than to confront the oncoming train. But when avoidance is motivated by distorted thinking, emotional mismanagement or or innate dated distaste for delayed gratification and long-term calculations, then indulging it will prove destructive. Behavioral engagement, facing fears and challenges, this is usually the best or the better approach, whether to face it head on or to avoid it, the, the better approach is to face it. It helps in several ways. And first of those is it allows us to improve our understanding of the terrain and hold, hone in on our skills. Many things we first perceive as difficult are not inherently hard, but merely effortful because they're new. And hence, under control processes, practice makes competence and practice requires engagement. I remember the first time I I <laughs> mixed some music on the air. Um, DJ TC of Flex FM, now of now Flex FM was on uh, another station. And he invited me to be on his broadcast and his lunchtime mix. And he said, you're going to mix today. 
And I was like, I've never done this before. I'm so nervous. I'm going to mess up. And he's like, I've heard your mixes. You Don't worry about it. If I didn't go ahead, although with external encouragement, if I didn't go ahead and make that first step and mix that first tune, then I probably would not be here right now talking with you guys and playing music for you also. That is where it happened first as a DJ. And it only grew. So to avoid that experience would have meant missing out on this one. In addition, behavioral management tends to bring you into regular, productive contact with others, which may strengthen community ties and shore up your social support network. Human beings are social creatures. If nothing else, this past year taught us that, where we're quarantined and, and, and alienated from a, a lot of our uh, societies <laughs> and had to come up with new ways to be interactive. We thrive only in coherent and well-coordinated groups. This is where thriving takes place. So you take those away and you end up just existing. Social connectedness is among the most powerful predictors of health, happiness, and longevity. Engaging with others is a wise investment in your own well-being. If you want to be a recluse, then you'll find that you may end up being more depressed than anything else. Moreover, recent research by Mark Bol Mark Mark Boyton or Bouton, sorry, Michelle Krask and others has shown that unlike avoidance, the process of facing one's fears, letting let's let's new coping responses compete. It overrides earlier maladaptive habits when feared catastrophic predictions get refuted by actual benign experiences. Behavioral engagement is useful because action begets emotion. Contrary to popular belief, the emotion-behavior link is reciprocal. At times, our actions may be emotionally driven, but other times, emotions are action-driven. Just as feeling lusty may beget a couple's make-out session, so will making out likely beget heightened lust. Our emotions often line up behind our actions. And this is why, as David Eckers and others have shown, the practice of behavioral activation, intentionally engaging in activities as one associates with positive memories and feelings is an important part of effective treatment for mood disorders. The fastest, most reliable way to change how you feel is by changing what you do. So, doing basic mental health right, this entails practicing accurate thinking, practicing emotion management and practicing behavioral engagement 
all while learning to tolerate short-term discomfort in the service of meaningful long-term goals and deeply held values. So practice then requires considerable effort and commitment and as do all things that matter. But the trouble is worth it because at the end of the day, all you have is your mental health. So what better to do than to recognize how you're thinking and think about that thought. Recognize your emotion and not just don't avoid it, don't be obedient to it, but accept it and take control of your behaviors and do the positive ones that encourage the positive feelings which also encourage positive thoughts and when you apply those three elements your thoughts your emotion your behavior and you point them in the direction of positive controlled behaviors now remember the atomized behavior is the one you don't have to think about it's that habit that has formed. That controlled process now is, is what you put effort into and that's the one that can be uncomfortable. But that little bit of discomfort that you're feeling initially now becomes easier the more you do it. So you start practicing to be mindful. You start practicing to recognize your emotion and, your th- and to think about your thoughts. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And the more of a habit it becomes. And it's a good habit to have. Yes, it's good to avoid some situations sometimes. Yes, it's good to shelf some emotions sometimes. But recognize why it is that you're doing that. Stay positive. Do the positive action. Keep the positive thought. Promote the positive emotion. And you won't just exist anymore you'll then start to thrive Chris Malakai This is Chris Malakai working out with Mark Anthony Don't know how far the finish line is Track is called Endure How many miles until I see as we get into an extended musical therapy. Come to my blessings just like an addict. Running them down, trying to score, grabbing my nerves. Up to preserve. I am bad yet. As I bounce on out of here, I do encourage you. And all you do for the remainder of this week. To remain positive. Well, thank you all once again. Thank you to the affiliates. The Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com, PEMG TV, NIE Radio. Much love to you. From us over here on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew on KevinStew.com. Where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. Today, and I'm gonna make you switch my head.
As we close out the week, I do want to remind you to look out for members of your community. And your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, on the plane, on the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today, because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 10 p.m. Eastern. Right here, kevinstew.com. And select affiliates. Kevinstew.com is where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. As we go through stimulating your appetite, not satisfying your hunger. get out of here for the remainder of the week i do want to say be good but if you can't be good be good at it giving you a piece of this jq mr Lindsay introduced me to this one it's called get a morals good morning good afternoon good day to you wherever you are in the world but right here in south florida I bid you a good night. Take care. We can fall. What is wrong with this economy and your ideologies? Read your mind of racial segregation. Read your mind of racial segregation. Real birds are like a almond, so me rhyme so prolific. I'm highly cultivated, so now watch the image. Me now go make the ghetto where me come from define me. Now go make the system deprive me. Well, no, living the ghetto to be the great. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.